0: Today, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems, episode sixty-eight. We're going to be covering ghouls and ghosts, or ghouls and goblins. What is it? Ghouls and something? Ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> ghouls and ghosts. That's
1: why I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get me.
0: It's like we haven't even started for three minutes. I'm already correcting Nick.
1: <laughs> oh, man, now, the first game is ghosts and goblins. Yep. And then they went. You know what? I like the alliteration here. Let's step it up again. You see. <laughs> go for
0: ghouls and ghosts. So there you go, guys. Well, anyways, I am Nick Stevens. With me this time is... Aaron.
2: Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up? And we got
0: a, a returning host. Who's a, who's there with us?
2: <laughs> it's Landon. Hey, everybody. Oh, so
0: excited to have Landon back. We had Rob back last time. He kind of flicked out on us this time. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Now we got Landon. <laughs> so. Got even better. Even better at Rob. So. There you go. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. Uh, I don't know about that. was what my butt at uh, NHL.
0: Well wow, that's but that that's hockey, it doesn't
2: matter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Landon, how you been, man? Tell the tell the listeners how. Oh, pretty. Hey, uh,
2: doing good. Uh, just been busy pretty much with life here lately and that's that's really been about it. How about you guys?
0: Same man. You know, kids and sports and yeah. work and school and <laughs> all the above, right? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron agrees. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I agree. I pretty much agree. No, work has slowed down a little bit, and uh, I can focus a little more on, uh, you know, hanging out with my kids and working on music and just, you know, know, doing fun stuff. Good. All this annoying work And, yeah. (laughs)
0: That's what life's all about. Just be happy. Absolutely. You got to find where you're going to be happy. Heard a cool quote from John Lennon. They asked him. When he was a kid, what he wanted to be when he grew up, and he just said, I want to be happy. His teacher was like, I don't think you get the question. <laughs> John Lennon's like, I don't think you get the question. <laughs> oh. So, cool quote. I like that. I yeah. So Genesis Gems, guys. Uh, if yeah. you'd like to check us out, we are on the web at genesisgemspodcast.com, which is a newly updated site with some cool stuff. Uh, Sean Robinson had some really cool suggestions, so we took those and made some updates so thanks Sean I got to fix some things that uh, he did point out again so thanks again Sean keep them coming uh, if you'd like to check us on Facebook we're on facebook.com slash podcast our Facebook group where all the interaction happens is at facebook.com slash group slash send us an email at GenesisGemsPodcast at gmail.com follow us on Twitter at GenGems check us out on iTunes on Stitcher Google Play we're on TuneIn Radio and we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com so booyah So for listener business, we did get a new iTunes review, and I forgot to type it in. So I'm going to look at it now on my iPhone, and I'm going to keep ad libbing -libbing until I find it. So you know, you you pull up your iPhone, hit the podcast apps, type in Genesis Jim's Retro Gaming Podcast is where we're at. I threw in the retro gaming part so we could uh, get some more likes. Probably a cheap way to do things, but that's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Now my internet's. I'm not laughing. You're not laughing. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding. That's great. laughs> I seriously can't find this. Where's it So uh, yeah. I don't have anything else to say. Here it is. Let's see. this is Jims. We have we were at uh, fifty-eight reviews, now we're at fifty-nine. So big thank you. We're one follow. day
1: we will catch up to
0: the amount of episodes we have. <laughs> we're getting there. It's 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 stinking close. So we got the newest one here from I scroll down from scoltar s-c-o-l-t-a-r hope i'm saying that right it says great podcast when you need a retro pick me up great intro segment and outro music ask aaron is an awesome funny segment also thank you guys for introducing me to retro Blist uh you are all my children and i love all, you all the same <laughs> keep up the good work guys <laughs> so uh, thank you scoltar hope i'm saying that right appreciate that review So, without further ado, let's go on to our next segment. This is Sega Snippets. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. And uh, we have changed Sega Snippets a little bit, uh, Landon. I don't know if you heard us talk about that. We are going to start maybe covering some other games and stuff like that. Um, So, kind of, I definitely want to talk about Sega stuff first, but uh, if anything you're playing, just kind of interesting to talk about other junk we're playing so i'll go ahead and start i finally and i didn't realize i was even coming out this soon got the code on the ps4 for mutant football league uh it's a kind of a reimagining of that um, and i'm really digging it hoping to do a uh, patreon episode on it in the near future but uh it plays a lot like uh, nfl blitz if you guys remember that game i'm pretty sure the same announcers even the guy from nfl blitz but, oh, nice. um, very cool. Uh, it's very graphic and very vulgar, <laughs> but the cool thing about that is there's actually an option where you can go in and change, uh, to not have any vulgar language and turn the gore off. So my kids can play. Very cool. I was a little worried about that. Cause I'm like, man, that guy just dropped an F bomb. And they're talking like these real nasty bedroom jokes, <laughs> 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 blood going everywhere. And there's actually <laughs> just an option where you go turn that stuff off. So very cool. Um, kind of applaud them for that. Cause it kind of gives it a, I think more games need to do that. Um, turn things on and off like that. So. Definitely enjoying that game. I don't want to give too much away because I do want to cover that in the future. Uh, but other than that, I uh, playing a lot of Nintendo Switch, of course, all over Skyrim. uh playing some Sonic Forces, but I downloaded a really interesting uh, action RPG game. Um, it's called Cat Quest. I don't know <laughs> if you guys have heard of that game or not.
1: Yeah, I have heard of that. Very
0: cool. It's a, uh, it's a very diablo slash Gate Alliance-esque game. Uh, a lot of just... Hey, go into this cave and kill all these monsters and bring this back. And you come back and a lot of level grinding and uh, the uh, fighting mechanics are very cool. Uh, when you fight enemies, you'll see like a little red circle come up, like they're going to get ready attack you, and you got to dodge out of the way real quick and kind of go in there. And, and you're very uh, you're a very balanced kind of uh, character. You're not really like a mage or a warrior or anything. You're you pretty much just level all that up automatically, and you have some magic. You can level up as well. But a very cool game. I'm, I'm really digging that. That um, was about, I got it on sale for like 12 bucks. I think it's definitely worth it if you're a Switch owner. If you like that Diablo style, kind of here's a big map, go do what you want to do kind of thing. So enjoying that. But that's really about it for me as far as gaming goes. How about you guys?
1: Uh, for me, you know, honestly, I have not really changed up my routine much. i uh, working a lot of music, so gaming is kind of... Falling a little bit by the wayside. Uh, besides the game we're covering this week, I have been playing more Last of Us. Uh, cool. Yeah, on PS4. So that's that's l- pretty much about it for me. And then I played a little bit of Minecraft with my kids. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's so it, it's fun. Uh, like playing with my four-year-old and basically my my other two kids. They want us to have a contest where it's almost like when you know two people try to build sandcastles. I'm like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna judge the sandcastles. I'm like, man, nah, this is totally not fair. So, you know, my youngest <laughs> daughter's like four. I was like, oh well, uh, you know, it's just gonna be fun. So I ended up building like a, a pyramid out of gold because it was in creative mode, and then uh, my daughter was building like a, a a very pink structure. It was like. <laughs> just pink blocks everywhere it was great oh, that's uh, cool so i said she won She won. <laughs> <laughs> by default well yeah that was uh about it for me honestly um I haven't gotten much time to play anything sega related unfortunately though i keep on seeing these previews for for yakuza oh. uh the newest ones and it looks so great i know i'd Tagged you in a post about that. No, nah, I know, I know. Ma- manage a baseball team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that looks so cool too.
2: Yeah,
1: so it's looks looks pretty awesome, and and you can play arcade games and everything like like you couldn't Shenmue. So it's definitely bringing that pedigree back.
0: I know. I need to. I need to get the. Uh, it was Yakuza Zero, right? The one that's kind of a.
1: Yeah, that's that's the best one for people to start with. I think. Uh. uh Kiwami I think is another one um, that's kind of budget priced and it's a remake of the first game but Zero is or from all the reports I've heard it's just a better game because it's more fleshed out uh, the other one uh, is a remake and so it's kind of like when you remake a game and um, some of the flaws of the original game are still there that, that sort of deal <laughs> Uh yeah, we're worth checking out. It's cool. Cool.
0: So what's in your world oh. there, Landon?
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. um, Just kind of been playing some quick games. Uh, NBA 2K on Dreamcast. I've nice. picked up and started playing that. I love that game. <laughs> Such a fun game. The, the Spurs are my team on that game. There you go. Me just, too. They're stacked.
0: <laughs> Tim Duncan. Is it David Robinson still on, on that one? Yeah. Okay.
2: Tim Duncan, David Robinson... But they're like they're the only two guys I use. I pretty much play two-on-five with them. <laughs> but played that. Uh, played a little bit of Soul Calibur on Dreamcast as well. Oh, so good. Just for something something different to do. That's always a fun game. That's such a good game, too. It's very close to the arcade.
0: Yeah, and it has that... Uh, What's the mode that's kind of outside of arcade? It's some kind of quest mode or something, right?
2: Like, yeah, like quest or... Yeah, I can't that. really remember it off the top of my head. I know, I know what you're talking about, though. I like that mode, too, but... Uh, yeah, that's that's really all I've been up to with uh, with just any kind of just games. Uh, breaking out the old Dreamcast and, and playing some games. I found those games at Goodwill. Like Somebody thought they were music CDs or like three oh, bucks. I'm like, no. I'm like, yeah, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, awesome. Man. So I did... I'm like, yeah, I'll take those music CDs, no problem.
0: <laughs> I haven't been to Goodwill in a while. It makes me want to go back. I did that once and found uh, Power Stone found it for like a dollar and i sold it for you know whatever it was going for at the time which was nice quite a profit
2: i actually found a genesis at ours one day they had two uh sega genesis and the guy's like i've tested this one you can have it if you want it." i'm like yeah i'll take it and i'm like how much are y'all asking they didn't have a price on he's like ah 15 dollars." i'm like so that is awesome
0: (laughs) sweet well, that was a nice and short segment. <laughs> We're all so busy; it's short kind of hard. To... Short <laughs> and
3: sweet. I mean, I am
1: working on Sega music, uh, but uh, that's I, on the next Genesis Gems. I will probably be able to talk more about the next big Sega project I'm working nice. on. Nice. So,
0: which that new song? Stay tuned for that. A new song. Yeah, I
1: did just drop a new song. Oh yeah! So, oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I did a cover of a uh, I would say a Sega Genesis future base remix.
3: Uh, <laughs> Yeah,
1: future Bass is a kind of recent genre, and so this is this is a remix uh, of a song called Grape Soda. Fun song to do.
0: Very <laughs> really cool. Really like it. I yeah. was really digging that. I've been letting my kids listen to some of that, and it was real funny. Um, if if listeners, you didn't already see, I posted it in our iTunes feed, um, on our Facebook page, and on YouTube. Um, a little kind of, I'm, I'm gonna start doing the sneak peek kind of let's plays videos of the games recovering. And so I had my kids, and if you guys saw, I think you all saw it too. My kids were playing uh, Ghouls and Ghosts with me, and and Cora, yeah. Cora is the uh, opening song of that, uh, you know, from uh, Yours Truly, uh, there, Daya. and uh, my kids are loving that. They'll go on uh, PlayStation Four and watch that video over and over again because they can't believe they're on YouTube. They think it's the coolest thing in the world. And uh, <laughs> that's how my kids are. Like they literally <laughs> will pretend
1: like they're doing a YouTube video, especially my four year old. Yeah, she thinks she thinks she's doing a a YouTube video, so she'll be like, Okay, so what we're gonna do now is you know, (laughs) it's
0: like the greatest thing. My youngest, he's five, he's like, Dang, I like that song! I like that song. (laughs) You got little kids dancing, dancing to your music, man.
2: (laughs) I like your uh cover art too that you posted. I really like that too with the fantasy star reference. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 that's supposed to. So what's funny was it wasn't wasn't originally supposed to be Phantasy Star. And then like I talked to my artist and I was like, I don't know if you realize this, but that looks pretty much like a character in Phantasy Star 2. Uh, <laughs> and so she's like, no, but let's go
3: for it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Nice.
1: Yeah. So and then just random uh, Sega references. And um, there's like a little poster of Sonic in the background. Uh, <laughs> and it just says speed. It's great. That's all you need.
0: Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, I think we can run right into our next segment. This is Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega
3: games. Ask him questions. It's okay. And he
1: will
0: answer them if he wants. And, of course, if you guys would like to ask Aaron, make sure you shoot over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash GenesisGems. I post a picture of Aaron himself, usually something kind of comedic, which I love. This one, Aaron, you're blowing into a cartridge, kind of yes. a side, sideways-looking picture, <laughs> like a little smoke behind you. Very purple kind of tint going over there. Your hair yeah. looks hair looks great, buddy. Um, we had a
1: we had a smoke machine uh, <laughs> at, at Magfest,
0: <laughs> so very cool. And I've been putting the deadline on there, so that way, um, there's a little grace period, of course. The deadline I put on this one was one twenty seven. We're recording on 129, so a little grace period. But the uh, first question comes from Ian McGarry. Ian says, What is love? And aside from Sonic Spinball, what Genesis game would you like to turn into a roller coaster theme park ride?
1: Ooh, what Genesis game would work well as a theme park ride? I think Toe Jam and Earl oh. would work Ooh. very well because there's just um, a huge variety and it's kind of out there. Um, and everything just kind of seems otherworldly anyway. Uh, that I think that could be pretty fun, especially if you think about like the roller coaster type bonus stages in the second game. I'm all for that. Uh, Bubsy, no, I'm just kidding. Not Bubsy. <laughs> <laughs> the less we talk about Bubsy, the better. Uh, I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog, I mean, it's all about speed. How could you go
0: wrong there? So that's my other. Those are my two picks. One not so obvious. One kind of obvious. Hmm. To a Jam and real. At least look, he has some cool music kicking behind the roller coaster ride. That'd be cool. All right. Yeah. So the next question, you kind of already, uh, kind of already sneaked on this, uh, sneak peeked on this. Uh, Timmy Max says, any new secret projects you're working on, chip tune wise, that we can mm. look forward to?
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's a, a uh, an upcoming project um, which will be announced. This week, actually, uh, as of this recording, uh, and I'll probably post about it in Genesis Gems, but yeah, it's like a super collaboration I'm doing with a bunch of other uh, FM artists and people who make Sega Genesis music, so stay tuned for that.
0: Very cool. Next one comes from Christopher Kellogg. What scene were you recreating from the movie Purple Rain in this photo?
1: Um. You know, it, it's the scene. Most of that movie takes place at night, doesn't it? It's just like, it's like <laughs> one scene where it's like daylight. Um, no, it's the scene where uh, Morris Day and the Time um, show up and Prince has to blow in the cartridge to make his game work before everyone starts laughing at him. I don't know if you remember that part, but uh like my favorite scene, you know. Uh uh yeah, there's a lot of purple in that picture. It's great. No, uh honestly, there was nothing wrong with the cartridge. It's just I had to do the iconic blow in the cartridge oh, yeah. to make it work. Yeah. You just he's gotta do that, you know, given the opportunity. So I, I i went for it.
0: I think it paid off well. That's a cool picture. Might might be a featured album cover, right?
1: Who knows?
0: <laughs> okay. Uh uh, well, I'm always slaughtering this guy's last name, so sorry, Dan. Dan Bascilia? Basilia. Uh,
1: Basilia. Basilia. You have to. Re- it's, a, uh, it's a soft C. You're it's, you're so close.
0: Basilia. I, I bet we can count how many times I've screwed that up. But uh, Dan <laughs> says, "Why is Keenan and Kill the most important sitcom of all time?" Uh, you know what? I would probably <laughs> say because Keenan
1: Thompson is my favorite. Of, of the current SNL show. <laughs> he is my favorite cast member by far. I love this. Any the, sketch
0: the he's in. The Jeopardy yes. one he does is great.
1: <laughs> uh, Jeopardy, anything he's been in, even if the sketch is not that good, he is such a committed, wonderful, funny, warm actor that I can watch him in anything. Even if it's bad, he sells it <laughs> and he makes a. It could be a terrible sketch, a good sketch. He makes it that much better to me. Um, So that's why I think Keenan and Kel is the best sitcom because it spawned. uh, It it went on to have uh, Keenan join SNL, so that can't be a bad thing.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say because Kel loves Orange Soda. That too. (laughs) And, then, of course, Keenan did invent the knuckle puck. I mean, come on, y'all.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, that's very, very (laughs) important. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, Rodney Clark says Can you use my kids Kano Computing Pi 3, swap the SD card and run emulators? So here's a good question This is one I had to look up a little bit
1: um, I would say this is a learning device It's like a a Pi, right? So it's it's like a really tiny computer that runs Linux Okay, so I would venture to say that and this is supposed to be like a learning computer for kids. I would venture to say anything that runs Linux can be modified to run what you want, like what you're talking about. I don't see any reason why that shouldn't be able to happen. Should you do it? I mean, are the kids (laughs) getting use out of it as a learning device or do you want it to be a games device? That is up to you as the parent. I cannot make that choice for you. unfortunately. <laughs> My kids have plenty of gaming devices and things to play games on. So uh, that's not something I think about as much, but um, your mileage may vary.
0: Huh. Cool deal. So Liam Piper says, apart from Sonic Spinball and Crewball. Are there any other 16-bit pinball games that are good? That are good games on any 16-bit system?
1: Yes, Uh, Devil's Crush uh, is probably the best 16-bit pinball game. It's on the TurboGrafx-16, which is probably the best version of it. But it also got a port to the Sega Genesis, uh, along with uh, was it? It There's Dragon's Fury and Dragon's Revenge. Um, So yeah. there was a Tengen-only sequel that's not nearly as good. It wasn't by Naxat, but I will say Devil's Crush is the best. Uh, and then Alien Crush was great, I thought. Uh, the music was really cool. The only problem with that one is that it's flip screen, and Devil's Crush really fixed that problem. So you guys know with, like, flip screen pinball games, it's it can be kind of hard to keep track of the ball. Um, uh, so that, that's the only problem I have with that. But, uh, if we're talking about 16 bit and you want to stretch that a bit, um, there, there is, um, I'm trying to think of the other ones on the Sega Genesis. There's a few. Um, I think there was like a, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I thought there was like a dinosaur pinball game. Huh. Hmm. I'm not. I'm definitely not the expert of pinball mm-hmm. games. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there is. It's it's called Dino Land. I was trying to remember what it was called. Yeah, and it's it's not. Uh, it's kind of mediocre. But the ones I mentioned definitely go for those. Those are solid choice games. Super Nintendo also had um, Jackie Crush in Japan, which was the third in the Crush series, but only released in Japan. Uh, that one's actually really solid as well. I just haven't gotten as much time to play on it. And there's also Pinball Dreams, um, Pinball Fantasies, I believe, um, on the SNES. I think both of those got ported there. And then if you want to say it's 16-bit, the Virtual Boy had a (laughs) pinball game as well. (laughs) Yeah. But... I'm trying to think. Was the Virtual Boy 16-bit?
0: Sounds good to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, honestly, I can't recall if it was 32-bit or 16-bit. Um, it was red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was 32-bit. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it it had a. I'm trying to think here, it had a 32-bit processor. But it's one of those weird systems where you couldn't really tell so much because most of the games really looked 16-bit. Kind of like the Jaguar, actually, in that respect. Um, but, yeah, so those are some of the pinball games I could think about. So there you go.
0: Very cool. Joe Copel asks, Why does Aaron look like Rick Astley here? I feel in some smar- small part he may never let me down or run around and hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> never
1: Turn around. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Desert
1: you. <laughs> never gonna give, never gonna give.
0: <laughs> yes. I'll be honest. I didn't know who that was till they posted the picture that that little gif. Never gonna give you up. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's that and guy. <laughs> la-
1: you mean you haven't played that song as a cover in your first uh, band yet?
0: Probably have. <laughs> 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 I just remember from old mixtapes. All right. Gabe Van Gilder says, Aaron, what action adventure game do you like more, Beyond Oasis or Landstalker? Ooh, I'm a bigger Landstalker fan, and nice. I'll tell you why. Um,
1: I felt like Landstalker is a little more guided. Uh, I got lost, and I, I like the puzzles a little better, I think, in Landstalker. They're both really good games. Um, Beyond Oasis might have the edge as far as graphics go. And being a little easier to play and like the moveset. But Landstalker for me is, uh, just in my opinion, a more fun game. Uh, I just, I've gotten further in it. I enjoyed my time with it just a little bit more with Beyond Oasis. Um, it's a great game. It just feels a little aimless sometimes where you're having, you're kind of struggling like, okay, where should I go next? Um, uh, which is the kind of, Kind of thing that happened to me a little bit
0: in that game, but I can't knock it too much. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I'm sure Land is going to be a good one we cover one day. Again, we're trying to pace ourselves before we get to some of those other games. I'm not going to say whether it's good, Jim <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. So here we go. Next question: Nick DeMarco asks, "Is the track you're dropping have to do with Barney? Because if so, we're not friends. Oh, and if the Sega Club Games series came back." What cartoons or kids games would you like to see on there? Oh, okay. Uh, first answer, um,
1: I don't know. Did Barney do something to do with grape soda? <laughs> I, I, I don't
0: know. I mean, he's uh, big I and purple. I not a
1: Barney fan. I mean, okay, I think we talked about this on the Barney episode, but yeah, like, I did not watch a lot of Barney as a kid. Sorry. sorry. Uh <laughs> so sorry, Nick. To answer your other question... Um, yeah, like I would totally be down for like a a Phineas and Ferb game, nice. at least under
3: under oh. that, that label. My I mean,
1: kids I, love I think, that uh, show. That's a great show. I think it's got good music. Uh, there have been video games released in that line. Um, but I'm wondering what Sega would actually have the properties for if they were doing licensed stuff. Um, as far as games or like uh, I just keep on thinking of, uh, of Disney shows. But um, I really haven't watched. <laughs> I've been out of the loop as far as kids shows and things, but that would be good. Um, Like really little kids. I'm trying to think. My daughter loves Sophia the First. Um, <laughs> Sophia there's also. The first. <laughs> yep. Uh, Luna Petunia. Another one I'm thinking of. So, yeah, there's a few. Think of the ones that show up on Netflix a bit. Yeah,
0: My son, youngest son, loves PJ Masks. I don't know if oh, you've seen that PJ one. Oh, PJ Masks. But yeah.
1: I, I would say the only one I, I kind of actively hate is probably Caillou. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think my brother nailed it on the head when he said, it just feels like it's unfinished. Because <laughs> yeah, it it feels like like they they colored in the characters and then they forgot to draw the backgrounds. <laughs> 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 is what that show feels like. It's just, yeah he's it's, it's just he's it's kind of an annoying kid
2: uh, you know that's what sort we're of
0: doing <laughs> that's an interesting Daniel. question though. I like it
2: Daniel Tiger would be another good one ooh yeah Daniel Tiger would be a solid choice the only Mr. Rogers reference every once in a while absolutely
1: there you go
0: <laughs> there's a show my son watched it was kind of obscure on uh, Hulu it was a Ruff Ruff Tweetin' Dave you guys ever heard of that one No, but it sounds
1: like you just made it up. (laughs) It does, right?
0: (laughs) He he wanted a Rough Rough Treat and Dave birthday party. I had to like import stuff. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Like, (laughs) oh, this is awful. You you, like open it up and all
1: the instructions are in Russian. (laughs) That's what it felt like. (laughs) It's all all Cyrillic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was a little rough. I'm like, you really got to watch this show? It was just some random show on Hulu, but anyways. All right. This is a real cool question. Uh, Andrew Cohead says, have you ever read Ready Player One? And are you excited for the movie? Do you think that will slip any Sega references or characters?
3: Uh, Judging
1: from the preview I saw, it's possible since they're doing references to just about every, like uh, Steven Spielberg property and anything that uh, was it universal. I'm trying to remember who's, Finance in the film but and it, i think it's disney i think disney is the one who owns all these ips that they can reference um but i i can tell you uh i did not read the book but i listened to the audiobook same uh, i did the same thing will wheaton was the narrator and <laughs> he did a phenomenal job and if Still. you don't know will wheaton was uh in star trek next generation Yep, and in big bang theory because they always
0: him and sheldon hated each other <laughs> yeah
1: yep and uh my favorite line from star trek next generation is when the captain says shut up wesley <laughs> um that's like the best line ever yeah because <laughs> he's like this ensign this kid you know this punk kid who thinks he knows everything and uh yeah but uh yeah so listening to ready Pl- ready player one um yeah i really enjoyed it now i will say that The book has gotten a lot of backlash lately because people feel like it's kind of like um, the book equivalent of Family Guy where there's just a whole ton of references and not a lot of substance and the main character can kind of come off as annoying uh, and whiny and privileged even though he does live in like a freaking trailer park.
0: <laughs> everything um, stacked on top of each other that's crazy
1: yeah i mean he's he's resourceful i will say that yeah. so i can't really get, go going through the plot too much but to say that there's kind of like an mmo that's taken over everybody's lives but on um, the main creator of the mmo was a huge fan of the 80s and pop culture and everything uh, so there's references to all of that stuff yeah a lot into of, the book
0: a lot of references to the 2600 game adventure that's all over the place yeah
1: (laughs) yep adventure and zork and any mmo you can think of and um yeah it's it's a pretty cool book there's a lot of neat references in it and it's enjoyable um not for kids the book isn't uh the movie they might tame down because it's pg-13 so it'll probably be a little more tame um they'll probably shave off some of the rougher edges of the book i guess And homogenize it, which they like to do when they adapt books to movies. Um, It happens. So I'm hoping it'll be a good movie. It'll probably be its own thing. So that's what happens when you switch from a book to a movie. It's often you have to pretend like, okay, this is a different universe. We're going to be cool. They don't do exactly what I want. Um, As far as Sega characters, the most I could imagine happening is maybe a reference to Sonic and
3: Someone
1: uh, has an avatar that looks like Sonic but that's,
0: that's about all. Everything. That's a good call. Pretty cool. Um, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Ernest Cline that wrote that book, something he did. I didn't even realize until I read Ready Player One. He wrote the uh, screenplay uh, along with Adam Goldberg from that show The Goldbergs uh, for the movie called Fanboys. It's like a road trip movie where they uh, they try to sneak into uh, Skywalker Ranch to watch episode one before it comes out. It's got Dan, oh, yeah. F- Dan Fogler. Yeah. yeah, Ernest Cline actually wrote that uh, screenplay. Very cool movie. Of course, it's just filled pack with all kinds of crazy, you know, Old school references. I think they are even playing Mario Kart at one point and yeah, they're really in the rush. It's just kind of, this guy's just kind of, he just has my taste which I, I think that kind <laughs> of, you know, all the fan service was there in that movie and, and of course Ready Player One, every little thing he said. You know, the, the dude drives a DeLorean for crying out loud <laughs> the guy that wrote that stuff. <laughs> and uh, he actually wrote another book called Armada. Uh, really cool. Uh, didn't get as good reviews as Ready, Ready Player One, but I really dug that book as well. I listened to the audiobook. I don't know how to read. But, uh, <laughs> yeah i've noticed i mean even even the questions are starting to suffer because because i can't read you know, I mean. <laughs> <And> then he <laughs> said i can't <laughs> read and i'm like what's he ever <laughs> seen <laughs> movie blue streak then he said i was ugly and i can't read good <laughs> i was just thinking about the um,
1: zoolander where it's like <laughs> <laughs> school, school for kids you can't read good
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all, right.
0: all right next question comes from otto gregerson auto says i'm in the boxing games at the moment what is the best boxing game on the mega drive and is it better than super punch out and do you really want to hurt me do you really want to make me cry no i i I don't
1: unless we're playing a boxing game then the answer is always yes (laughs) and go for the groin um to answer your question i think it's boxing what was it a heavyweight is it legends um the greatest heavyweights yeah yeah, it's it's the one where you can play as different boxers
0: throughout history,
1: and uh, it's pretty much a Manor Hollyfield
0: part two. It is, is and
1: it's one of three three different games that use that same engine. Mm-hmm. Riddick Bow, which is the one I grew up with on SNES, so cool, uh, was also another solid title that used that same engine. Um, Tough Man Contest really wanted to be Punch Out, like it really wanted to be Super Punch Out, but it, it's not nearly as good. And I will say as much as I enjoy uh, boxing games on the Genesis, I still... Oh, you guys are going to kill me. I like Super (laughs) Punch-Out more. I think it has to do with maybe it's my musical brain. I always feel like uh, Super Punch-Out and Punch-Out were more rhythm-based games, okay? Stick with me here. (laughs) They're, They're rhythm and puzzle games as opposed to strictly boxing games. Yes, there's boxing involved, but there's timing built into every movement of those games. So if we're saying purely boxing, where it's kind of random how you'll approach fighters, uh, yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, go for the Genesis. But if you want like the, the rhythm and the timing and the, the unique fantasy characters... Um, Bear Hugger, and and, uh, Piston Hurricane. uh, I can kind of recall these names for some reason. Dragon Chan. Gabby J. Yay. Gabby (laughs) Chan. Yes. I don't know if you guys saw this. Quick aside here. Awesome awesome games done quick. Some guy speed ran uh, Punch-Out and Super Punch-Out at the same time.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Whoa.
1: So uh, my, my hat is off to anyone who can speed run two games at the same time. He did a trick where he would pause the game if he wanted to switch to another like the other game because I think of the way uh, things work when you hit the start button on Punch Out, it does it throws an uppercut. If you hit the start button on Super Punch Out, it just pauses the game. So it's kind of able to switch back and forth. Anyways, not Sega. Back to you, Nick. What's the
0: next question? All right. Next question comes from Trevor Franklin. It says, what do you think of Donkey Kong Country? I think Donkey Kong Country 2 is a masterpiece in particular. And the first one got a glowing review on that crappy Retro Bliss podcast. I'm even excited for the Tropical Freeze re-release on Switch. But if you don't like Donkey Kong Country, I'll, I'll know I've been wrong all these years. Well, you are known for being
1: wrong, Trevor. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... That's a given. No, I'm just kidding. And you know what? Um, Retro Bliss isn't a bad podcast. It's like my 99th favorite podcast. So, you know, chin up. You guys are doing something, right? (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. Uh, That's a great show, guys. Uh, Great family-friendly show. I I recommend that show. Uh, Check it out. Those guys are great. Um, As far as Donkey Kong Country goes, man, these Nintendo questions are going to throw me. (laughs) <laughs> I I felt like that was sort of a troll question on a Sega site. So I kind of threw it back at, at Trevor and I said my favorite Donkey Kong Country game was Donkey Kong 99 on the Sega Genesis. Which is like this horrible Donkey Kong <laughs> Country 2 uh, bootleg. Uh, it looks pretty decent, but it plays horribly. And uh, the music is god-awful. But yeah, um, I really dig those games. I do. And I felt like when Donkey Kong Country came out, Sega kind of struggled to find an answer to those games for the Sega Genesis. Um, I would say they kind of succeeded. You had stuff like Vector Man, which looked really good and played really well. But then you had stuff like Experts, which was just, oh, one of the worst Sega Genesis games ever. But it's like, oh, we're using that same technology that Donkey Kong Country does, but it just is not a good game. So there was kind of a race between the two consoles. Like, oh, who could put out the best graphics? You know, the coolest technology and and the pre-rendered stuff kind of took center stage. I I will say where Donkey Kong Country excels is that it has the gameplay to back it up. You couldn't sell me on just the graphics alone, especially nowadays if I tried to go back and play it. If the gameplay wasn't really solid, so I, I will give it. I will give it that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff, asked a few questions here, so just bear with us. Uh, he says, "How does it smell?" Not sure what it refers to, but Aaron, how does it smell?
1: Uh, it smells phenomenal. There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we'll just leave it up in the air, so we don't know what that is.
1: I mean, it's kind of like when Mike Patton asks, what is it? And, uh, you know, uh, you think of like Faith No More, right?
3: Get set. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Say, <laughs> what is it?
0: That's a great song. <laughs> That's and, right. and then he uh, he just asked, what about love? And posts a video from Heart. Which I, man, I love Heart. Great band. Yeah, that was a really solid hard rock band. Yeah. All right. So there you go, Chris. Thanks. Uh, Jim Jones says, in another 25 to 30 years, do you think people will be as nostalgic for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch games? I sure hope not. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: No. Uh, let me try and answer this one truthfully. And I might have had a similar question to this in the past. We are tied to our childhoods. And there's sense memory and there's, you know, chemical reactions. There's things that bring us back to our childhood. And while we can say there's more nostalgia for Sega Genesis, that's our perspective because we grew up with it. And maybe we can, with this podcast, we can get more people into that console. But we won't be able to predict the future. But we can say that kids growing up today have so many more choices. What they choose to remember and latch onto will be different for them than it is for us. I do think that there will be nostalgia for certain things. Now, here's here's one thing that I think people with nostalgia goggles will forget uh, when it comes to the Xbox One and the PS4 and the Switch. How about those load times, huh? How about... <laughs> Day one patches. How about not being able to play a game because the server's down and you're just trying to play a single-player game? Look at you, Sony. Uh, You know, how about, yeah, games that are released as buggy messes and it takes, like, five patches for them to be playable. You guys, do you want to be nostalgic for that, guys? I don't think so. I think, yes, there's going to be nostalgia, but they're going to remember the good stuff, right? They're going to remember the good games they played. Um, but who knows? Now that everything just kind of comes back so much quicker now, now that we have the technology to bring it back, uh, it might never, ever really leave. Like, each new console lets you play the, the, the games for the previous iteration of that console. So, you know, you, you never know. It, it's going to be an interesting time, I, I think, for the kids growing into it. They, they might just have more nostalgia, you know, as much nostalgia or more than we do. That's it's a great
0: question. Cool. Let's see. We got one here from Barnaby Jones. Barnaby says, What is the. I think you've already actually answered this. What is the origin of the name Daya?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I've answered this. I don't mind answering it again, though. Um, I'll make it short and to the point. So, Daya is literally short for. Diagamblich, which is a portmanteau. It means when you combine two words together to make one word. Um, basically, when uh, I was about nine or ten, um, I first got an AOL account.
3: Remember that? Remember dial-up? <laughs> um,
1: you've got yeah, mail. I, you've got mail, exactly. And so I had an older brother who is really witty and like to come up with names for things. So he came up with a name for me. I'd just been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and so he came up with Diabetic Gambler, which he shortened into Dia gamblic, which uh, I then used to make music with for, for a while, and then I kind of realized, you know what? That's such a hard-to-remember, hard-to-spell name that I ended up just shortening it to D-Y-A, D-Y-A, Um just for the sake of my sanity. And then I... Like I think it was Eric Purcell he pointed out. He's like, did you know that Gaia is a Romanian pop star? <laughs> like, no way, but that's cool. Don't sue me. Uh, just don't sue me, and I will be cool. <laughs> um, but that's literally it. That's There's nothing much more to it. Three letters. I think it's catchy enough, and uh, no one's really given me any complaints except for my brother, who's like, why did you change your name? I made that name for you. Why did you do it? Um, no, it's not not exactly how he sounds, but I'm just kind of being silly. But yeah, there you go. That's the origin story of the name Daya going back, sheesh, 21 years now. Wow. That's cool. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, next question comes from our very own Joshua Witt. Josh says, The PAL version of the Sega has a slower clock speed which makes the music slower? Sonic is a great example. Are there any soundtracks that are better when played slower on the Mega Drive? Do you know of any particular good PAL Mega Drive exclusive soundtracks?
1: Yeah. Uh, time Tracks. It sounds too fast on an NTSC console. So that was an unreleased game with a Tim Fallon soundtrack, and it's amazing. Sounds great. Um, and there are a few. Uh, Another really good example, and it really just depended on the programmer because it often sounded slower because they were converting a 60 hertz game to 50 hertz. And so, yes, the clock speed would would um, go about, I think it's about 10 to 15 BPM slower. Um, but, yeah, if it's just a PAL exclusive, they could get the timing right, and it, it wouldn't be an issue. Um, so... You had like a, I think it was uh, I think the first Ninja Two. Um, I that think that's exclusive. You also had Shadow of the Beast Two. I think there was a a Mega Drive version of Flink that had a really good OST. Um, but yeah, Time Tracks is definitely really good. Um, and then you had. Um, Trying to think of the name of the game right now. Oh, uh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. <laughs> uh, I was, honestly, what's funny was I was just playing it. It's by the same guys who do Sensible Soccer. You guys know what game I'm talking about? You play that one? Hmm. I don't think so. You probably have, but you didn't realize it because it was Sensibles. released under Championship Soccer 94. Um, so (laughs) the game I am thinking of is, um, Cannon Fodder. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cannon Fodder had a really good soundtrack, and that was a European
0: exclusive.
1: So, those are some to check out.
0: Very cool. Okay, Rodney Clark says, will the show review the Genesis flashback?
1: Um, and I... I think I have a good answer. Yes. Eventually we will. I don't know when, though, because I don't currently own one, and I don't know if Nick has one.
0: Not yet. It eventually will happen. Just kind of waiting yeah. for a good chance to get a good price drop, right?
1: I think we're really waiting for that ninety nine price yes. drop. It's, <laughs> the dollar general happens, clearance, yeah. No, nah, it'll happen. We're just kind of cheap, um, and... <laughs> it's not on the high list of priorities for the show just because we have other ways to play the games. And it's not like they're sending us, you know, review copies, uh, at games, right? That'd if be if awesome. we were a, a huge show, maybe. Um, but we're not, we're kind of a, we're the mom and pop store of podcasts, there you, you go. know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if we were bigger, maybe we would get free review copies, but, We don't, and we like to be transparent with you guys. What we play on the show is about 99% of the time what we either have to emulate or pay for ourselves, so um, that's just how it
0: goes. That's the way it goes. Uh, Johnny Townsend says, what's your snack of choice while playing games, and why is it Reese Pieces?
1: (laughs) Ooh. I would say Reese's Pieces, but man, that stuff, I love that stuff, but it spikes my blood sugar. Uh, Lately, uh, with my diet, I can get away with doing, uh, they're called fat bombs, okay? So this is like, you take cream cheese and some coconut oil, uh, and you can mix it together, and then you can add some like Splenda, um, and add a little bit of cocoa powder, and it's phenomenal. (laughs) Nice. So, that's a great snack that, honestly,
0: anyone would would like if they tried it. Cool. Landon, do you have a snack of choice?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm usually uh, sour cream and onion potato chips. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm a little salty. Like, I like sweet stuff, but... uh... It, anyone that's around me for more than a day knows I'm like addicted to sunflower seeds. Like, so I've always got like this giant sp- <laughs> spit cup next to me where I oh, man, it, it just keeps me busy, you know. And every now and then I'll have to switch to the unsalted seeds because like the side of my jaw will just get raw from all that salt. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so I I do have a snack, and people are gonna think
1: I'm crazy, but well, especially because I I don't do many carbohydrates. Um, this was very surprising to me and of all my years, I've never tried this before, but I usually buy, um, you know, buy, I'll buy American cheese. You can use any cheese though. It'll work. Um, I would usually buy American cheese for my kids, right? Just for like quick sandwiches or if I'm feeling lazy, uh, or making like, you know, quick bean and cheese tacos or whatever. Well, it turns out you can take that. You take that slice of cheese, stick it in the microwave, put it on like um, like freezer paper or parchment paper, you stick it in the microwave for about a minute and 15 seconds and you get a perfectly crispy, um, almost like a wafer is what it ends up being like. Or it's If you microwave it a little bit less, it has a consistency of bread, a little more and it's a little crunchier and it's like a crouton. But I don't know because I don't, I don't eat chips anymore. Uh, It's actually pretty good to me. And it has that (laughs) consistency of of biting into a chip. Uh, So maybe I'm crazy, but I actually enjoy that quite a bit. (laughs) Cool. And it's like three carbs as opposed to like 20. So (laughs) there you go. Now you guys know
0: what I eat. (laughs) I like it. The the goofy things I eat sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Chips and seeds and Aaron's concoction. I like it. (laughs) 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 All right. We got a multi-part question here from Sean Robinson. I believe we said to ignore C. Okay, yeah, so we're going to read two questions from him here. Sean says, Jims, if you would like to be friends with the listeners on Steam, then what are your Steam usernames? Mine's Diagamblich.
1: Diagamblic, hit me up on Steam sometime, guys. I can't guarantee I'll always be on there, but uh, I do like playing things like Rocket League. Uh, and if you can think of a two-player Sega-type game that we both own, well, let's fire it up. I'm so awful at Rocket League, but that's such a fun game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is.
1: I think Josh plays that too. He's he's actually in his own
0: little oh cool his own little team with his wife. Cool. How about you, Landon? Are you on Steam?
2: I am. Uh, I'm L Long underscore um, zero seven eight five. I usually just keep my Steam on. I mean, I may not be on, but I usually just keep it on. And uh, yeah, I was gonna say if you wanna, if you wanna hit me up and play some games. Uh, got Fire Pro fired up. Played it the other day. Oh. So that, that's a fun two-player. Oh, game. Oh, and,
1: and you better believe that someone by now has made Sega characters in that
0: game. I hope so.
1: Someone's made Sonic and probably the character from Streets of
0: Rage. I'm sure of it. I, I, someone needs to make a Mike Hagar. That, that, that needs yes. to happen. <laughs> I, I believe I don't get on Steam very often, but I think my name is uh, s 485 which has kind of been my username since high school. So N-I-C-K-Y-S485. Um, I haven't played a lot on Steam, but we should organize a game night. Let's, I'm going to put that down as a follow-up. That would be kind of fun. Like maybe a week out, say we're all gonna be on this platform playing this game. Maybe, yeah, it, maybe it could be something be fun. simple. Yeah. I don't know what else on Steam that a bunch of people could play, but uh that's something we can look into. All right. So Sean's second question, this is pretty cool. I like this. Jims, uh, what Sonic the Hedgehog videos and merchandise merchandise do you all own? Mmm, videos and merchandise. I literally just have um, I've
1: got a poster that has all the Smash Brothers characters on it, which includes Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, cool. And it's a pretty cool-looking hmm. uh, picture there. And then, you know, someone's hand-drawn art. It's really neat. And then um, I've got um, Sonic, uh, A, I think Sonic and Tails dolls for my kids. So that's about it for me that I can think of.
0: Yeah, I got the Sonic Mania Collector's Edition. Is kind of my prized possession. A huge Sonic statue on top of a Genesis Model 1. Um, this comes with a little cartridge with the uh, golden ring. So that's really cool. I have a Sonic Amiibo. Um, got a ton of Sonic like plush toys and stuffed animals, but those have slowly turned into my kids' stuff. So they, they go to bed with those at night. And uh, my youngest son, which I love playing with, has a... Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog remote control skateboard, so it's like Sonic's on top of a skateboard, and it's got a little remote control on it. Very cool. And they've got like little toys of Sonic and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I, I only actually have the Amiibo and the Sonic Mania Collector's uh, Edition kind of on my little game shelf. So
2: I had the uh, I actually won this in a like a little local like raffle. I had a Sonic the Hedgehog wristwatch. <laughs> cool which was really cool my little girl has it now she loves it she'll wear it to, to pre-k and everybody's like who's on your watch and she's like that's Sonic the Hedgehog who's that he's a hedgehog <laughs> that runs fast that's like her explanation of him had that and I had some of the Sonic 3 Happy Meal toys until they got broken oh wow you, do you remember those I like, do. There was, I think, there was <laughs> I think I had Knuckles and Robotnik were the two that I had that's awesome
0: <laughs> very cool all right. There seems to be uh, quite a few questions left, but they're all kind of just goofy. Um, Adam Miller asks, "Which Sega character would you like to comfort? <laughs> would you like to comfort you while you are ill?"
3: <laughs> hmm. I have to think about that one. <laughs> That's hilarious. Which
0: games do I want to
1: cover when I'm ill?
0: No. Which Sega character do you want to comfort you when you're ill?
3: Oh.
1: Just, hmm, comfort me when I'm ill. I don't know. Something tells me Sonic's bedside manner is not the best. He probably just <laughs> shove a chili dog in my face. And
0: <laughs> anything away. you want, though, he'd get it real fast for you, though. So you got that. That's right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> if I needed something really fast, but something tells me <laughs> it would be too fast. It'd be an accident. Um. Yeah. Who would I want taking care of me for my Sega game? Mm. Good question. Maybe the. Uh, I know, i'm going back to thinking about the shining games again um <laughs> oh i'm trying to think here i i don't really have a great answer for this cuz you know sonic's out i always go to toji I think <laughs> uh uh Comic Zone's pretty cool, but I don't know. Like, he doesn't strike me as like the kind of nurturing type. I'm trying to think of nurturing. You know what? Pocahontas was on Sega Genesis. So <laughs> we'll, we'll go with Pocahontas and I'll be done with it. Little answer. Mermaid, okay? Yeah. Good answer. Hey, yeah. Lay off me.
0: <laughs> Lay off
1: me. <laughs> Lay off me. I'm starving. Yes,
0: Chris Farley. <laughs> Starting to laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These fries are good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry gotta watch that best chris probably anyways daniel walker says why can't we all just get along
1: you know that's a great question i think it's because there's nintendo fans out in the world <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right next question uh chris vanderhoff posts a video of smash Bells, so why can't we be friends so chris i think you're a friend of the show so it's not really a valid question buddy <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> It's all good. Next question. Benjamin Murphy says, will Nintendo give the next generation switch blast processing? Is it even possible to put blast processing in a non Sega console? No, no. Okay. Last question. (laughs) I've asked Aaron.
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. Let me put a little more nuance into that answer. Definitely not. Never. That's a Sega thing. Just like, you know, I mean, you might find something that looks like mode seven in, in a sega genesis game uh but i mean play panorama cotton sometime but <laughs> they're not going to go around calling it mode seven okay not gonna happen
0: mode eight <laughs> All right. mode eight Mode Eight. This right same. it's
1: it goes up one more number i mean it's better
0: this is probably one of my favorite questions, Aaron. Uh, it's the last one on, on the Ask Aaron segment here. Yes. Uh, Ashley Gibson says, if you could demake any modern game for the Genesis, which game would it be and why? Such a cool question. Thanks, Ashley. Oh, uh, so demake any modern game and put
1: it on the Sega Genesis, right? Is that what we're saying?
0: Yes, sir.
3: Okay.
1: Um, yeah, you know what? Um, I think we might have touched on this one other time, but I like this question a lot. Um, and I've seen people try to do somewhat some of this. Like, I think it's really cool that there's a port of Cave Story that's already out and being worked on for the Sega Genesis. So totally that. Something like a, a Smash Brothers type of game with Sega Genesis characters. If we're talking about, like, actual demakes of games out now, though, I would love some sort of um, Fallout RPG-style game yeah. mm. on the Sega Genesis. I just really love that universe, um, though I kind of love the first two games more than the other ones. But that's just me. Um, Baldur's Gate is another one. Uh, I'm going with these heavy heavy RPGs. But uh, anything action RPG or two-player um, simultaneous co-op, I'm... Absolutely down for. We're talking about like AAA, big budget games. um Definitely a Resident Evil I think would work well. um Especially now that people have proven they can take like these pre-rendered backdrops and drop characters and you know inside the game and and have them interact with things. Uh, you know I have seen that. I've seen that on, on like Super Nintendo demos and on Sega Genesis. So. I would totally be down for like a heck there was a unreleased port of Resident Evil on the Game Boy. So, I think that's feasible. Give us some survival horror. We really, we really did not get much of that. <laughs> um so, yeah. Those are a few of my top picks. Very cool. Sonic Mania for the Sega
0: Genesis. Yeah, just so go ahead and do that. Just just do that. Please. Oh, and we're joined by my youngest son Elliot, who is crying. Don't know what's wrong, oh, buddy. No. Uh-oh.
1: Hey, it's not me this time. <laughs> did you hurt your head, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, did you tell him to stop talking? Is that why uh, upset?
0: No, I wouldn't do that. Come here, buddy. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs>
1: we'll get you back to bed poor, in a little bit.
0: Poor kid. You want to say hi to everybody? I'm podcasting. You were on YouTube, weren't you? Yeah, he's not going to talk. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> well, uh, hey, uh, game on, Aaron. Game on, Nick. Game on, Landon. <laughs> game on, guys.
1: Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega!
0: Ghouls and Ghosts on the Sega Genesis. Um, how about this? How about you guys shoot off your memories? and I'm going to put this little guy back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be back in like five. You guys go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we got it.
1: Um, okay, Landon, would you like to do the honors and go first?
2: I'll go first. Um... My memories with this game kind of date back to the original, uh, Ghosts and Goblins. I was a real big fan of that on the NES and, you know, played that forever and then saw, hey, there's a sequel to, to Ghosts and Goblins and it's, it's Ghouls and Ghosts and it's, you know, the monsters are scarier and the music's better. And I'm like, oh, this, this is cool. I'll, I'll play that. So rented it, played it, loved it. Um, didn't really have access to it until i got kind of back into playing retro games and that was one of the first retro games that i bought uh when i'm like you know i want to kind of build my sega collection up and you know i'm kind of kind of glad that was the one i chose because it was one of those where the day i got it i think i played it for like four and a half hours and didn't get anywhere in it but I had such a good time i'm like yeah hey, you know it, it's it is what it is. It's hard, but I enjoyed it, and it kind of got me back into retro gaming. So that's that's my experience with the the ghouls and the ghosts.
1: Yeah, um, I've I'm definitely I've got nostalgia for this whole series. Really, um, for me, I think I played Ghosts and Goblins first on NES, and then sometime in the arcade later. Um, but yeah, that was my first exposure, and just like really enjoying the atmosphere of that game. Yeah. Um, even though it was. Also, really hard and kind of cheap, unfair, (laughs) and had a bad translation. I felt like they improved a lot of it um, in the sequel, just gameplay-wise. The challenge is still enormous, Mm. Uh, and I felt that as a kid. Like, I don't know how I got to. I got to like the ice level
3: is what I remember.
1: In, in in this game, I, I specifically remember us, like, renting the game and getting to the ice level, uh, which I think is, like, level four. It's the Crystal Cave. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember getting that far. And maybe I was in the practice mode, which is a little more forgiving. But even as a kid, I knew some of the strategy of this game, which we'll get into more later. And there's just certain things that you kind of want to do in this game. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of kind of interesting, um, but yeah. As far as other memories, it's kind of weird. We rented this, and then we got a Super Nintendo as well. So I was one of those lucky kids who really didn't have to pick and choose so much. Ooh, so nice. we had Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which some people think that that's the same game as this. It is not. The first stage has a similar layout, but after that, it wildly diverges. And the other big thing is that the Super Nintendo game gives you a double jump. And in that double jump, you can kind of pick the direction that you want to jump in. Uh, It's not the most intuitive thing, maybe, um, and impossible in real life. But that (laughs) gave that game some added charm. And I don't know, I felt like that game was a little bit easier somehow, maybe, because of those added added features and i think you also had two different types of armor right you had like bronze and you had gold armor or you had green armor that you could upgrade to
2: yeah like you got the green and the uh super ghouls and ghosts and then you got the gold and i think the i think the green upgraded your weapon and then the gold upgraded it further but you got the charge
1: yeah and so you had different tiers there but i think in both games Like, you really want to beat, they both have, like, the whole, all three games had the whole, like, you beat the game once, and uh, there's a whole other game. (sighs) The game's more difficult in the second pass. And that's kind of an artificial way to extend the life of a game. But, uh, you know, now we have things called DLC to do that. That's right. (laughs) Uh, And we have fetch quests, and we have uh, collect all the, you know, we have trophies and collect all the the things on a map. Gameplay. (laughs) So... It's apples and, I don't know, apples to apples. Yeah. So it's not too bad of a thing. Plus, like, since these games originated in the arcade, they really, Capcom was looking for ways to suck out all the quarters from you. Yep. Um, and this game really does that. So why well, even cover it, right? Yeah. And I think part of that is... I think the atmosphere is there. I think it's got really solid. It kind of pulls from, from different things, you know, horror and adventure. And, um, I kind of like the way that you see a map of all the places you're going to go mm-hmm. before you start the level. And so you're, all, the, all the levels you're never going to reach because you're not that good, you get to see <laughs> them scrolling by on that map. Um, and even just like getting a little bit of progress is great. I think it's just cool, like how all the graphics are kind of drawn out. Like you see the layouts of the levels, like right there in the map. It's just something you really didn't see with other games. So that was one cool thing. It sounds like we got Nick back with us here. Hello.
2: Hey.
1: <laughs> uh, so Nick, what's your memories of the game?
0: Well, the of the the whole series as a whole, I definitely played uh, the NES version of uh, um, Ghosts Ghost and Goblins, right? So that was kind of Go- my... F- goats, and yeah. goats and Goblins? Goats and Goblins. Goats and Goblins. Man. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Remember Goat Boy from <laughs> SNL? Jim Brewer? <laughs> <laughs> that guy. But uh, no, I played that when I was a kid. And uh, man, it was hard, but I loved it. And then uh, I went right into the Genesis. I remember renting the Sega um, in the early 90s and, and renting Ghouls and Ghosts and just loving it. Even though I getting, couldn't get past the first stage, I loved it. And then, like you guys were talking about Super uh, Ghouls and Ghosts uh, for Super Nintendo, I played that a lot. Uh, again could hardly get anywhere on the game and uh, <laughs> of course you had a blast went on the games like Maximo which is like a spinoff uh, for PS2 yeah. Yeah.
3: I, had,
1: I had the first never played the second one but I had the first Maximo
0: yeah and very very, very cool game it's definitely not your uh, side scrolling game 3D of course but uh, 3D very cool game.
1: adventure but has a similar style yeah. and in the way it's a little bit tongue in cheek and then uh, a little bit of the horror aspect and, and uh, medieval stuff going on yeah Medi- I'd say medieval uh high fantasy maybe <laughs>
0: i definitely could see like a uh, like it reminds me of the, like the movie army of darkness like goofy slapstick yeah but some yeah definitely some core elements going though. on loved it though but yeah i, I just love the premise of it you know looking at the cover art uh, you definitely don't get that vibe the cover art's way over the top of the lightning coming down and um you got you got the gold armor with the red cape and the giant monster in the background yeah it doesn't, doesn't look like it's going to be a goofy game and then you turn around and you're like oh okay that looks a little cartoony and then you start playing it and the guy's like oh i'm in my underwear now so it's very <laughs> very uh i don't know I just, I just i really enjoyed that really enjoyed that but like uh, I, I think i picked up on a conversation you all were talking about about being a, uh, like a kind of a quarter sucker and i can see that big time yeah. because man, when you play this game you're just dying everywhere <laughs>
2: I remember the first time I played it in the arcade, the the Ghosts and Goblins. I'm like, oh, this is just like the Nintendo game. And I didn't even get halfway through the first level and already had a game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, bam, <laughs> that fast.
1: And, and people have said this is the Dark Souls of old school games. Well, how uh, will you know, Dark Souls is the new school of uh, Ghosts and Goblins. That's, and right. Ghosts. That's
0: right. That's exactly right. We were
1: cutting our teeth on this stuff <laughs> back when you kids were in diapers. So, you know.
0: <laughs> But uh, I know we'll get into the gameplay a little bit later. But there's just it's just so much fun. But let me go over the info real quick here. It was released in 1989, uh, developed by Capcom, and this was actually published by Sega at the time. Um, the one of the main um, creators of this game, real cool story. I, I watched a real awesome YouTube video about the history of, of this game and the game in the series. There was a, a guy by the name of uh, Tokora Fujiwara, I believe. Uh, actually worked for Ka- uh, Konami in the beginning, and then transferred over to Capcom. Uh, worked on games like Volgus and Commando in, a, in the beginning, and then went off to make Ghosts and Goblins. Um, of course, you know, w- with the uh, huge success of that, went on Ghouls and Ghosts and things like that. And uh, very, very cool story on him. If you get a chance to kind of look at some YouTube videos, listeners, go check that out. Um, and the game was actually composed by Tamiyo kawamoto i'm sound, sounding like justin from two dudes trying to get this stuff right <laughs> but uh very good pedigree here uh very good resume uh, commando and section z uh legendary wings uh, oh yeah that's a great soundtrack yeah what else we got here mm-hmm. bust a move which i always like bust a move soundtrack uh, psych psychic force 2012 uh, Ooh, had that
1: on dreamcast
0: yeah it did maximo uh ghost of glory so. Yeah, uh,
1: Maximo actually quotes the uh, soundtrack from Ghosts and Goblins and Ghosts and
0: Ghosts. Yeah, so very cool. And uh, if you're wanting to go buy this game, uh, I actually did buy it. I talked about it in my little sneak peek video. Uh, that's the first time I've ever owned it. Uh, the loose price is going for twenty-four forty-nine. And the complete in box with uh, the manual and everything is going for $49.99 as of today. I ended up getting, and I do this a lot because it's kind of like mid-ground. I got the original case with the original artwork uh, in the cart. Uh, no manual. I ended up getting it uh, for about $30. So kind of came in between the uh, loose and the complete. But still, that's a. I usually don't spend that much money on retro games if I don't have to. <laughs> but I wanted to get this one. <laughs> Definitely wanted to get this one. Um, So... I'm going to read real quick what Moby Games has to say about the story of this. Uh, just want to kind of get that out of the way so we can get right into the gameplay. But the story, uh, as far as Moby Games says, says, uh, Three years have passed since Arthur defeated the Demon King Astaroth and rescued his beloved Princess Prinprin. A new villain, the great Demon King Lucifer, Loki in some versions, has become the new leader of the ghoul realm. While returning from a journey, Arthur sees the princess castle and her village under attack by Lucifer's forces. While rushing towards her beloved knight, the princess is struck by one of Lucifer's laser beams. Now, Arthur must venture back to Lucifer's palace and destroy the demon in order to rescue the princess' soul and bring her back to life. And it won't matter whether he fights in his shining armor or in his underwear alone, the bravest knight in the land isn't going to be stopped by some monsters. Although the game starts with graveyard and marsh territory familiar with the first game, later levels are set in a tower, a mass of skeletons, and a castle. I listen it's so funny it's like who better to get a be a villain than freaking Lucifer it's like yeah. <laughs> oh you're gonna beat the demon king how about Lucifer now <laughs> like a gra- <laughs> Oh, and I love how you start in a graveyard I, it just kind of blew my mind do, do you guys know why graveyards are so noisy
3: you know I've
1: kind of wondered know. you're gonna tell me that
0: because <laughs> all of the coffin <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, now, okay. Here, here's the thing, though. <laughs> this game doesn't start in the graveyard.
0: Not technically. Yeah, it's more of like a creepy. It's a stockyard. Yeah. Something weird like that. Yeah, where it's like everyone's in stocks and hung up and everything. Oh, that's so very cool. I got one more. I got a lot. But uh, what happened to the guy who couldn't keep up payments to his exorcist? Oh no. He was repossessed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, getting get into this game um, Genre, I would call this A action game Kind of yeah. Mi- yeah. Almost like a shoot 'em up or hack and slash
1: uh, some, some A little bit of a, a run and gun aspect Run and
0: gun, uh, absolutely
1: Yeah, I can see some run and gun in there Especially if you've got the dagger Which you should <laughs> <laughs> Not the blue flames If jumps. you're smart If you're smart, yeah
0: yeah, some platforming, absolutely. There's that in there. Some crazy platforming. Um, controls are very simple, and I kind of like the way they did it. Uh, if you're thinking about like a Genesis controller with uh, the A, B, and C, your B buttons, the attack, and you can jump with A or C. So whatever kind of control scheme you like with jump and attack is there for you. So very cool. Um, basic directions. Uh, something new from this game and the uh, for the first one. Uh, when you play the one on NES for the original arcade you can only throw your lance from left to right this one allows you to throw it up and uh, if you jump up in the air you can throw it down as well So a little bit of a uh, new feature there for that so that's pretty cool but um yeah the game to me i um, just talking basic gameplay very satisfying when you kill something you know going back to retro games modern games have that advantage of having a little bit of a rumble behind things so you kind of feel the action um I always complain, and you've heard, guys heard me say this in the show, that there's just no feedback when you kill a enemy or something. This game definitely does it. When you throw a lance to something, you hear that kind of almost explosion sound happen. It's very satisfying. Um, I almost sound sick saying that. Very satisfying killing stuff. But <laughs> I, I just think that's a, a big part of the game uh, when you play things like that. So Very cool. Just right off the bat, you're just like, okay, I, I'm going to like this game. And I think anyone who's ever played it just can tell from the beginning, yeah, this game's hard, but I'm getting... It, it's very easily to control. You know, it's 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 uh, it's fair. I mean, I say fair that you know why you died when you, when you, when you died. Yeah, so. I mean, because you got turned into a duck.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's why you died. Pretty true. Dingus. <laughs> I, I didn't say dingus on this show, right?
0: I, I don't even know what that is, so get right ahead. <laughs> I don't think it's a pretty PG way to say. Yeah. And Landa, did I see you uh, one time pick this game up here recently? You may have already talked about that. I I thought I saw a Uh, picture of you at a retro game store and you bought it or something. Or maybe I remember hearing that from one of the old retro junkie shows.
2: No, I bought it, uh, golly, it's probably been three or four years ago I bought it. Uh, It was on the intro I was talking about how it was one of the first, like, games that I bought when I started getting back into playing the, uh, the older systems.
0: Okay, maybe that's what it was. I remember you telling that story a long time ago or something there.
2: Yeah, it's a. It was a good pickup. I'm I'm pleased with it. I'm still, still hadn't beat it to this day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I was even using save states and I still can't get by something. <laughs> so, but what'd you guys think? Uh, kind of what I hinted on there about just the controls and how the feedback from killing enemies. You guys kind of agree with that kind of stuff, or is that something?
1: Um. yeah I mean other than disagreeing with everything you just said <laughs> stop talking <laughs> no no I, I, I think you're absolutely right I think something that I touched on with Landon earlier was um, I did like in the S version the addition of a, an extra jump but it's not you know it's not a deal breaker uh, everything in this game because that was a sequel technically Uh, Everything in this game just feels solid Especially for a Sega Genesis game I mean a port in 1989 Um, It's pretty impressive for the time it was released It's one of the earlier Genesis titles And like um, almost every Capcom game for a time I think maybe even until like Street Fighter 2 I think Sega was doing all their own in-house porting So, unless you guys want to correct me if I'm wrong, I think that this was actually ported by Sega.
0: Yeah, I said it was uh, published by Sega. So, I would venture to say you're right.
1: Yeah, I think it was... They usually say, like, reprogrammed by Sega or something. Okay. Cool.
0: Very cool. Very cool.
1: So, if you worked at Sega back in 1988, (laughs) follow our Genesis Gems hotline so you can tell us your story exactly
0: that'd be so cool to have someone on the our show translators
1: like that. are standing by <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is just me with an emo. i'll say i don't understand you <laughs> <laughs> no i'm teasing that's mean oh <laughs> so uh i really like of course the uh, art style animations graphics i thought that was all top notch um Sir Arthur's a very goofy. He's got real long arms. Uh can really tell this of course he loses his armor. But the way he jumps is almost like a like a here I am like Mario but my legs are <laughs> trying to do a split and just it, it's it's a very goofy type look to him and the way he runs is just so iconic. I I, I love the way Arthur runs in these games. Um, now here's here's
1: something that you might not have picked up on, but okay, so the same guy I think who designed this game also, went on to do the Klonoa games, and I feel like cool. that run cycle for, not Klonoa, but um, Tomba.
0: Oh, Tomba, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that makes I sense. feel like that
1: run cycle is that very similar.
0: That It
2: is. I never thought of that.
0: Nah, I didn't either. Something, yeah, something very similar there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Tomba's a great game.
2: I'll say that's another fun one. Yeah.
0: Well, cool. Yeah, you're right, though, because I, I can see that. Very cool. But, um, yeah, even when you get, like, the uh, gold suit power up, like, the, the, the red cape flowing in the, in the wind. You know, and for a game 1989, at least on the Genesis like this, I think it's got just as much charm, just as much, uh, just good visual presence as anything else on the Genesis, to be honest with you. I thought they did a good job with it. Um, I had a little trouble. I, I did play it on my PSP a little bit, which is kind of like my my portable emulation system. Um, being on such a small screen and so much going on, I, I would definitely recommend, listeners, you all try this out on a bigger TV. Um, I popped it up on my little 27-inch here I have on my desk and did so much better than on my little PSP. There's just so much coming at you, especially if you're trying to play anything in professional mode, which is just craziness. I don't know who would do that to themselves. You <laughs> just want to shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> <But it's, sighs> I love how it's like, it's not easy, medium, and hard. It's practice and professional. <laughs> You're the, you either <laughs> are or you aren't, right? <laughs> I'm definitely not a professional in this game. Me
2: neither. <laughs> Oof. I need a montage to become a professional <laughs> at this game.
1: Yes. I need some cola <laughs> oh, music. Rocky 4
0: Let's do it. <laughs> I see, uh, Rob could definitely uh, do one of those for us. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep, and you're exactly right I, I was clicking through here he did do Tomba he worked on a lot of stuff uh, this uh, Takora Fujiwara Mega Man X a bunch of games. Uh, he, he was a producer for Resident Evil um, yeah wow so that's really cool so this guy definitely had a lot of stuff Darkwing Duck
1: <laughs> Darkwing Duck It's
0: so very cool very cool um, speaking of the production or the professional difficulty did you guys do your high score run uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what you're <laughs> talking about? <laughs> Zero points. <laughs> well, I, I, I've warned you, no points. No points.
1: <laughs> and they have, God, have mercy on me. <laughs> uh, Billy Madison.
0: That's like my favorite line of the whole movie. <laughs> a simple no would have been fine. <laughs> or, or whatever it was. I ended up... I got past the first boss on a, a fast first stage on Professional and I ended up only getting uh, 16,600 points. I got to the second stage where all those uh, turtle shells are bouncing everywhere, and just couldn't get much further.
2: Well, I got seventeen thousand six hundred on professional nice. mode. Nice. When you, uh, I got to level three, and when you're on the elevator and the knights are like trying to grab you, those guys are worth like five hundred points each. yeah! Wow. Um. So my score twenty six thousand three hundred.
1: Nice. So, I think I got a higher one of like 32,000, but I forgot about that run. So, but as I'm playing right now, my top score says 26,300. Wow. So, that man. was getting to,
0: yeah, getting to about level level three. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you guys definitely uh, schooled me on that. <laughs> Did it, any of you guys actually beat the game? Um,. Uh, no. I mean, I think I might have
1: beaten the game on practice mode once, but I don't remember in in this
0: version of the game if it's like, go back and play promo. Yeah, that's pretty much the uh,
2: premise of all these games. It definitely has that.
0: (laughs) Um, I know the the original arcade Nintendo and everything did, but you beat the game. Why don't you go play a Nintendo game? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You beat the game, and then it's pretty much like a, Oh, in order to do this, you gotta relive all the whatever the heck it says. You gotta go play the oh, game yeah. again. Yeah, which is just hilarious. I don't know that that's my favorite part of the game or not. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you do get a sweet
1: weapon. I, I will say that you get the goddesses' tears or something. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's like yeah.
0: An awesome projectile weapon. That's definitely something we didn't talk about very much. The weapons. Uh, what do you oh, all think? The weapons are very Ooh. interesting. Where's yeah. my
1: spread shot? I just need some spreadshot.
0: Exactly. I'm like, where's my spreadshot? That's how I win all these games.
1: Like if if this game had spread shot, everything would be a piece of cake. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh you know, you some of the weapons I avoid. Um I, I like I like the normal weapon you have in the beginning, which is a lance, pretty much is a you know, it's a lance. Um the axe is okay, uh, the daggers are pretty cool. Um the sword was really I think it's pretty powerful it seemed like, but that was a pretty it's... cool yeah. yeah, it's cool because of how powerful it is, but man, melee combat is not your friend nah. in this game.
2: No, no. Uh, not at all.
0: The little blue flames, like the Castlevania-esque weapon, I
1: hated that. Anytime I got yeah. that, I just reset the game. <laughs> like, I don't I mean, want that, this. That would be great, like, if I used as, like, an auxiliary special. Yeah,
0: but no. Like, that would make
1: sense, <laughs> but... No, that's not how this game rolls. It's like, they, and the power ups don't disappear; they stay on the screen until you die or jump over yep. them. Sometimes you can't jump over them, like, like so. Yeah, there are times where you're going to be stuck with that blue flame
0: and, and like, you're going to hate life. Just, I'm, just I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally sitting here playing this, and this has happened before. It's the worst spot that can happen. You're in the first stage, and you're getting ready to cross. One of those guillotines is coming down to go into like that big tree with all the uh, vultures or whatever, and you can't jump over the blue flame because it's literally sitting there right in front of the guillotine. <laughs> so it's like you have to get it. Well, away. you can destroy it. You can destroy.
1: Oh, you're saying like the, the blue.
0: Yeah, it's like right. Yeah.
1: In... yeah. Power up. Power, I've power to, up.
0: I tried to jump over the guillotines, wouldn't let you. <laughs> so it's like very, very crazy. But um, the axe isn't too bad. The axe kind of goes up. Is it really... up
1: grind your gears. Do you <laughs> yeah. have an axe to grind. <laughs>
0: yeah, <dude. laughs> But uh yeah, so there's a I think what? Seven weapons they get all together. I try to count them. Yeah, if you count the the hidden one, yeah. Uh
1: I, I like the saucer. Saucer's pretty solid. That, like the little green like saucer.
0: Yeah. Like a little green friendly Yeah, <laughs> I
1: like how it kind of contours with the level design. And that's another great thing about this game is just how much variety there is in the stages. And how there's hills and valleys and, you know, verticality and almost, you know, there's things to climb and obstacles and whatnot. But yeah, having that weapon's pretty solid until you get the dagger. Dagger. (laughs) Oh, the dagger. (laughs) I mean, the axe is all right, except for that whole, like, we're going to make you shoot everything in a weird upwards angle. (laughs) You know, upwards diagonal, like even when you're on the ground. Uh, that's the only thing I don't like about that weapon. Otherwise, it's a pretty solid choice. But the dagger, especially, like, when you get it powered up. Power up. Um, power up. <laughs> you get, like, one of those, it's almost like ninja Guide, and you get, like, a bonus dude who pops up. And, uh, he's shooting daggers out right with you, so you're, like, doing double dagger damage. And yeah, it's a pretty choice.
2: Double dagger damage, triple D. <laughs> I like it. Now the flame <laughs> was actually pretty good when you were powered up, because it did like a like a homing like snake thing, like a flame snake that would home in on guys.
1: Yeah, that, I mean that was that was pretty solid. And I want to say the axe did like this axe bomb thing above you. Yeah, like an arc. That was pretty cool. Um, the main weapon, the lance. Did uh, which okay? Did this confuse you guys? Why is his name Arthur? Shouldn't his name be Lancelot?
3: <laughs>
1: uh, Ever thought about this? Like, why is his name Arthur when he just chucks out a bunch of
0: lances? Like, come on.
2: <laughs> they missed an opportunity there.
0: They really did. I should have designed this. Lancelot. Yep.
2: <laughs> There's lots of lances, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> See what I did Absolutely. there? <laughs> Oh, hey w- what did the corpse's mom do when she got mad at him? She grounded him. <laughs> hey, I've got one for you. <laughs> Want to hear it? Where wanna... do
1: zombies go on cruises? Where to? The Mediterranean Sea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about this one? Why are demons and ghouls always together?
1: Hmm, what's that?
0: Because demons are a ghoul's best friend.
1: <laughs> you get a pity laugh. <laughs> one more.
0: This is my last one. Why don't skeletons go on dates? Why? They don't have any body to go with. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here all night, folks. <laughs> I told you all jokes were coming back full swing. They're mm-hmm. so here to stay. Literally in my outline, I have a thing that says jokes, so got to happen.
1: What's a zombie's favorite stuffed animal? I don't know. A
0: daddy bear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> I'm just glad you're you're joining in on this. It's not just That's right. my cheesiness. It's not just you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Can
1: you feel the cheese tonight? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys did talk about the, p- the power up uh, probably want to go into that a little bit I didn't even think about it when you get the uh, yeah. the golden suit you hold down your attack button charge it up and I know with the lance I, I didn't get to play around with the other weapons very much I kind of forgot about it to be honest with you because I like the lances so much but I know with the lance you kind of shoot like lightning kind of side to side and then vertical as well um, did you guys, uh, you mentioned with the axe and the, uh, the blue flame, did you guys mess around with any of the other weapons or see what they were when you did the power ups
1: um yeah, I remember the axe. I'm trying to remember what the I mean I've used it, but I can't remember what the um the saucer did or the goddess one. So
0: mm.
1: that's that's all on you, buddy. <laughs>
0: I thought Landon was gonna pick it pick it up there. <laughs> oh dude, no, I was gonna say I never even made it Come to the girl. Goddess Tears.
2: <laughs> I never even made it Come to the Goddess brother. Tears. Yeah, I didn't either. I every got... time I had like the disc or the or the sword, like I didn't I was naked, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I, I didn't get too far. Like I, I made it I'm trying to think how far I got I think I got to like stage five without any save states and then when i started playing save states i got stuck on the stage where there's like a billion of those guys from demon's crest that's <laughs> good oh so, uh, firebrand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i read his name down i couldn't find it but <laughs> but yeah that that was hard usually kind of like in a it was more of a secluded area where you're kind of climbing up and down the ladders and stuff and there's just a billion of them they they dodge everything those guys are tricky little Little stinkers. Once you, there is a place where you get that little green disc, though, and those things like really take care of them well.
1: So the the disc. Speaking of which, the, the discus. Um, I remember now. So what it shoots out is a kind of like a mirror.
3: Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah,
1: it shoots out like a mirror that can protect you from attacks for a little bit. Cool, but yeah, I don't find it to be the most useful power up. I still think the dagger, with like the extra dude running with you, is. The best. Yeah. Also, this is a game I'm kind of glad you can't play two players simultaneously. I mean, you can play it separately oh, two players. that would crazy. Because it would just be too insane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> too insassy what you did there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My uh, youngest, if you watch that video, the sneak peek, <laughs> I asked him if he wanted to play it. He goes, no, you play. <laughs> He's too scary for me. That's what he told me. Oh man. <laughs> He he ended up playing a couple days later, actually enjoying it. But uh, it's pretty funny. My oldest was like, "This is too hard." <laughs> he just <laughs> kind of gave up a little too easy. But uh, yeah, um, the sound in this game I thought was phenomenal. Loved the music. Thought the music fitted fit the uh, atmosphere. Excellent. Um, of course, I even went through and listened to. I don't do this a lot, but I, I did listen to the uh, kind of the soundtrack. Uh, in the options menu and really, really dug it. Um, thought all the sound effects were good. And just a just real good, I don't have any technical like talk about it. Man, I know John Wedgworth always calls that geek speak. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but um, just really think. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can give you some technical do talk if you want. Ooh, um, tech it up,
1: buddy. The, yeah, music goes. So a lot of times the FM instrumentation um, is really well suited to bell type sounds and uh, you know deep bass and brassy sounds and this and organs especially this game has all those things and there's kind of like a campy feel to the music in the beginning um, especially with that main theme where it's almost like a a hurdy-gurdy organ playing uh and it's almost like you're at a fair like fairground music <laughs> but yeah. kind of creepy right um so that's kind of the feel of that stage but then you get to like the next levels and it kind of alternates between like uh, two kind of goes into like a, a Dorian mode and it feels more like medieval and adventurous. And then after that, it gets a bit darker and moodier and uh, you know, lots of interesting timbers and sounds. And I would also say that uh, because this was Sega and they were doing their own sound system. Uh, and not gems they kind of had access to a lot of the best uh, sound back then and they really did a good job replicating as best as they could the arcade sound they didn't have as many um, FM channels because the Sega Genesis has six with one that's usually used for like samples and then um, PSG but uh, in the arcade the way it would go there is you had a Uh, I think you had about nine FM channels and you had like four channels that you could use for sample playback Um, so that they were able to, kind of like with Golden Axe, they were able to convert it over and make it sound really good as a testament to uh, Sega so yeah, those are kind of my two cents, I think it's a really solid soundtrack, I think any of the sound effects that sound a little tinny or goofy to me were meant to be there because that's kind of how they were in the arcade, like the fact that some of the um, enemies, when you hit them, kind of have like a, almost like a telephone telephone noise. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. There's, there's kind of like that uh, inharmonic uh, quality to it, almost like a bell-like sound. Um, yeah. Pretty pretty interesting.
0: Nice. How about you, Landon? Oh, Do you like? There's my you? geek speak. I like the geek <laughs> speak.
2: Yeah, that was nice. Uh, yeah i really liked it i mean the you can hear the organs and and the deep the deep like Aaron said the deep bass in the first level and it's it is it's kind of like a like a like a fair like a ferris wheel song almost but kind of i don't know creepier i guess uh yeah i i really liked the sound effects and like nick said it's really satisfying when you hit a guy and you hear him go and just kind of blow up The and the the tinny sound, the the little the ching I call it the armor sound, the ching 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 that uh that kind of gets on my nerves a little bit after a while, (laughs) yeah. But 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 it's really cool because I mean, you at least know that you're you're hitting the guy and you're not hitting him where you're supposed to. So overall, I think I think the sound in this game really fits, and it's kind of you know, it's kind of shocking that it's an earlier. Sega Genesis release too, because it has you know music that's better than some of the later releases, I think, on it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yep.
1: A lot of memorable tunes. And what's interesting too is, uh, we didn't really talk about all the ports of this game, but it was ported to a lot of um, 8-bit and 16-bit consoles and computers. Um, there's a really good version of this game on the uh, TurboGrafx-16 CD over in Japan, the PC Engine CD, that's really good. Um, and then there's um, a version on the, on the Commodore 64 that while it doesn't play the best, the soundtrack is amazing because it's a lot more moody and atmospheric. And it's like one long track that goes on for like eight or nine minutes, but it's just like some of the craziest sounds you'll hear out of that that sound system. It's very, uh, almost like a movie score. Really cool, and that's by Tim uh, Fallon.
0: There you go. Who oh, I mentioned earlier on the show. Yeah. So yeah. W- worth seeking that out. Yeah, I think this game came out for uh, everything.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on the Sega Master System. Um, solid version on there. Um, and then yeah, Sega Genesis. And I would have loved the Game Gear version, but you
0: know. Oh, that'd been cool. But Can't yeah. get everything. Yeah. You probably you'd have to water it down just a little bit. All that craziness going on on the screen. That'd hey, cool. you have
1: more colors than the Sega Genesis. That's the crazy thing about the game. Oh, that is crazy. It does more colors than the Sega does, the, the Genesis
0: yeah. does. So They're, insane to me. This is this is kind of way into the future, but they re they re, I think it was called what Cools and Ghost remastered on the PSP. I yeah. need I need to get that because it looks so cool. It's about, it's like a 2.5 type graphic style. Looks really cool.
1: Oh man and and I have played it and it's super solid. Yeah. It's a really fun reimagining.
0: There's not a lot of like PSP exclusives that I really think of that I want to go get. I need to go get that one. I, I usually just use my PSP as an emulation device, but I actually kind of want to get that. I have a the, you know some of the Castlevania games and whatnot which are fun. some of the Mega Man remakes, but that kind of is one of the ones I want to get on my in my collection one day.' <laughs> so cool.
2: I got, a jo- I got a joke for you, what's, you? The safest, what's the safest place to be in a zombie apocalypse?
0: Where? I don't know.
1: The living room <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're absolutely
0: right <laughs> Absolutely right Love it Love it, dad jokes for What them. if
1: we uh, think about the bosses, guys?
0: Ooh, I thought they were easier than the stages themselves I really did. Absolutely <laughs> yes. right.
1: Absolutely. Especially just don't face them with the flames or with the melee <laughs> sword. Y- you're <laughs> toast. Anything else and you have a much better chance. Yeah. Um, I'm actually on the fourth stage right now. So
0: taking a page out of my book, playing it while you podcast.
1: <laughs> hey man, I definitely started doing that because of you.
0: It helps you. It helps you kind of remember. It helps remember. you
1: keep focused on the yeah. game and not like randomly, aimlessly surfing the lab That's happened to me in the past.
0: <laughs> it's like you're sitting there looking at something. Someone asks you a question. What? What? No. no. <laughs> you don't get off on a tangent like two dudes in a we tangent. Why?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think our tangents. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty good about like reeling us back in. And oh yeah, I'm we we do a good
0: relating job it. it back to Sega somehow. <laughs> if i didn't have this written outline in front of me i probably wouldn't be able to keep it on courses i am such a wing it
1: type of person uh winging it there you go hey
2: thanks for the plug (laughs) there you go
1: man
0: speaking of winging it um yeah
1: (laughs) i i it was so funny like kudos to rob for busting out his notes of like the first genesis gems episodes that was hilarious yeah because like he used definitely, like, an English teacher at heart because there's <laughs> no way... I mean, I can do outlines and stuff, and I used to do that sometimes for Retro Obscura, but, man, he went so in-depth, and everything was handwritten, and he had all these, like, notes and asides, and I'm like, man, like, these are my... I posted my notes, and it was, like, three lines <laughs> in a notepad, <laughs> and it was, like, it just had, like, my retrofitted achievement, and then it had... uh <laughs> so i'm like
0: this is a game <laughs> and, and god bless him he'll uh he'll uh say you know he's not ready for a show because he hasn't prepped and i'm like prepping must take a long time for him because <laughs> his, his even well, in his you notes know,
1: first I, you got to go to the bathroom and <laughs> then you got to take a shower and <laughs> <laughs>
0: when when i read through some of those he even had written down like the questions he was going to ask me like ask nick this like that's awesome <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm very organized in the outline, but I just put high points on here, and uh, man, he, he really hits it. I like it. I definitely Can we don't... talk
1: about the uh, the negative ailments that can happen to you?
0: Oh, when you open up the uh, uh, treasure chest? Uh, and, it, and it's always so... like,
1: most cases, it's the first treasure that pops up. Yeah. Um, and it's usually the magician, and he's got his top hat on, uh, and what happens? He starts trying to shoot a projectile at you, and you can dodge it if you jump over it, but sometimes it's hard to dodge.
0: And it took me, like, uh, four or five playthroughs to realize you can kill him when he comes up.
1: <laughs> yes, you just got to time it just right. If you yep. got, like, a dagger, way easier. I, don't know, why. I, like I don't know
0: why it took me so long, but my goodness, once I figure that out, I'm like, oh, I'm unstoppable. And then I die five <laughs> seconds later. So, yeah. I know.
1: That's usually how it goes. Like, oh, man, I'm <laughs> doing so great. Now I'm dead. Oh, crap. Um... But yeah, so like the things he shoots out are kind of random. You could turn into a duck, right? Um, and I think you can also... Yeah, the duck means that you can't attack at all. Get the old but man. you run as fast as uh, <laughs> Arthur does. Yeah, when you're the old man, you still got the ability to move around and, and shoot, but it's kind of hilarious because you got an old cane, old man cane, and you move a lot slower. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would rather be the old man to be Absolutely. Honest, yeah. I'd rather stay in one spot and shoot things at least uh, than be the duck where it's like you're literally just jumping around trying not to die <laughs> but uh, yeah um, I remember in the SNES version there was a I want to say you could turn into a baby I don't recall it being in this one
2: yeah i think you're right yeah oh. yeah i think it was a baby because i got killed one time just goofing around on that one as a baby and i'm like that's not cool those guys just killed a baby <laughs> yeah exactly no. I,
0: have, I know they don't have souls but come on right?
2: that's right <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> Ooh, i see what you did there <laughs> all right what else did we forget to talk about I don't know. You do. I'm pretty sure it's infinite. Connect continues, right? I feel like I was continuing as much as I wanted. Were to. Were
1: there any bosses uh, you want to talk about? Like the fact that you you do right. face uh, was it Galamoth or Garamoth, whatever he is from the first game.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: You do actually face off against him. I think twice, and then uh, Asteroth. Uh, yeah, and then you face Lucifer. <laughs> Which is just crazy. Uh, who's like a <laughs> naked red demon in the American version? He's called Loki, but we all know. Him.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I watched some playthroughs of that, and it's pretty interesting. You gotta jump up on like his on his knee or his lap, pretty much, and <laughs> start attacking him from there. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a run through,
1: and like they made very short work out of him. It's like, why can't that be me?
2: <laughs> so, what was yeah. the uh, what was the the dude right before you get to lose for the big like hornet looking guy? What was his name? I hated him. I could never get uh, past him.
1: Orny? No. It, it, may, Orny? Have, it no. may have been. I don't know. <laughs> oh no. Bumble? Bumble. I don't know. I hated that
2: guy though. He was the bee's knees. Yeah, yeah. He was horrible. <laughs> he was horrible. The Aslepob. Yeah, that's, Be, I yeah think that may go. have been it. Nailed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're full of these puns, aren't you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so pop as a devil for a son.
0: Me <laughs> Oh wow. That's funny. You no, he a that. devil
1: put aside, that's right. As a devil put aside for me.
0: <laughs> I actually have a reference to that on retrofitted achievements, that's funny. Uh oh, we'll get there.
1: Oh man, I was so far and you know there's a countdown on the continue screen, kinda like Street Fighter Two? It's
0: got a little I was just tapping the, the button
1: turn. randomly and it took me back to the start of the game. I'm so oh. I'm so done, guys. I'm done. So, <laughs> I'm gonna ra- put rage in quit. difficulty and see like how
0: well I do now. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh, you guys want to do some retrofitted achievements? Are we there yeah, yet? Yeah, let's do it. All right, sure. let's do this retrofitted achievement.
2: The Genesis Games Retrofitted Achievements.
0: I only came up with two
2: this time. How many did you all get?
0: Um, about
1: two.
2: Yeah, I I had about three or so.
0: Okay. So, uh, my first one, we just mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, (laughs) It's uh, Is this the real life, or is this just fantasy? And that's uh, running in your underwear. You know, having bad dreams about being in your underwear and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And my next one was, uh, this is a little callback from that old movie, Night's Tale. It's called a lance, hello. And that's wishing you still had the lance when you found another weapon. <laughs> like the blue flames. <laughs> yeah, I, n-
1: I never need the lance when I've got the back. True. But if you had the blue right. flames, yeah. with
0: that Woo-hoo! lance back. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my two. Not, not. I wish I had more, but I don't. I don't have the Rob Luther, like 20, so. Oh, I know. Uh... <laughs> all oh, hands hand hand <laughs> Yeah. Rob, if you're listening, I'm just busting your chops, man. I'm not serious. <laughs> serious. Yeah, I am.
2: <laughs> when I saw him last, he showed me the notebook of all the, all the notes. And I said, dude, that's great. I said, I wish I could show you mine, but it just says don't stutter and don't say um. <laughs> <laughs> and don't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> don't fall asleep, don't stutter, and don't say um. <laughs> I I know I've
1: there had to be not on this show but I know I must have fallen asleep once on Retro Obscura I
0: usually
1: try to
0: I usually try to get a lot of coffee in me before I start (laughs) I'm glad I had a good day at work today because I was like so tired (laughs) today was a good day right you didn't have to use your AK (laughs) ice cube (laughs) shooting hoops (laughs) like MJ (laughs) (laughs) Oh, ice cube. <laughs> uh, all right. So more achievements, right? Who's got them?
1: Uh, okay. So I've got one here. Uh, my first one is you blew it. And that's uh, something that just happened to me. And that's uh, beat the boss of the stage. But at the same time, he kills you. And so you turn into a pile <laughs> of bones. Like, and, and then the game like just says, oh, Take the key to enter, you know, the whatever broken English says. To take the key for entrance. And uh, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what is my life?
2: <laughs> uh, one of the ones I had was called What the Duck? And it's called Survive Being Turned Into a Duck. That's good. Oh, that is good. <laughs> oh uh, let's see one of the other ones I had the last one I had was called Tasty Treat in uh, level 3 where the the tongues are coming out and you're riding the tongues all around get eaten by one of the demons nice I did that not even meaning to like I was jumping around trying to land on the platforms and the dude just ate me I'm like ah, oh, well okay <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, but yeah that was all I had no, all
3: right um
1: so i I have another one and that's um octogenarian and that's oh, turn into the old man and uh you know do some damage
0: You're a grumpy old man no
1: I think like if he was like that old I wonder if he'd just like forget that he was supposed to save a princess and. Just say, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Also, do you notice the princess is called Guinevere, I think, in the SNES version? I don't know about really? this one. Pr- yeah. Prin
0: Prin. <laughs> princess. prin, prin. Princess I always prin. remember
1: Guinevere for some reason, um, but you're not actually ki- a king in this. You're Sir. a knight. Yeah. You're Sir Arthur, Sir Arthur of the order of the boxers' shorts. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Men who wear boxers <laughs> uh, instead of briefs. I think those are boxers. Yeah. They got hearts on them.
0: As I said, they probably have hearts on them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah. So the other thing, um, the other achievement I had was uh, one of my kids came up with. Oh, nice. And that had to relate to the underwear. And it was the, Dad, why is he wearing, you know, like, why is he in his underwear? And that was the achievement. Because, <laughs> like, see me playing professional mode, getting, you know, even in practice mode, Turn into my underwear like real easily. So, oh, yeah, that's just like get, get hit very easy. And then, um, yeah, I mean, there should be an achievement for like being a masochist and being able to like <laughs> beat the whole game two times through unprofessional. Um, yeah. and I would say that is like achievement for that is next impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Yes, <laughs> once I get there, I'll come up with a name for it. But uh, for now, we'll just say you're the man now, dog. That's, that's <laughs> it.
0: it was a good day.
1: <laughs> Didn't have to use my AK. <laughs> okay, that okay. So that would be a sweet weapon for this game. Really. <laughs> like you know, how there was like Super Mario crossover. Man, take like this game and bring in some other characters, um, yeah. and I'd be all about that now there was something that we didn't mention um yeah i can't i don't know exactly how to pronounce it was it uh abby Mm, i'm trying to think of the the game was like
0: what is it? Abbey Road?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a port to the Sega Genesis.
0: Oh, was it a uh, like a, was it a puzzle game or something? I thought I saw something about that. Not history. Um, it's by Abbey Light. Okay, Abbey Light Games. Um, I know Arthur made some special appearances in like uh, Capcom versus Marvel and things like that. Yeah, as a support
1: cool. character in, in in Marvel versus. Uh, Cap going had that <laughs> with it. <that. laughs> oh my. Yeah, so I'm 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 gonna find the game right now for you and, and be able to tell you because it's a definitely homage to uh to the game. Oh yeah, uh, well the one I'm thinking of is is Curse Castilla. Uh, Or Curse Castilla, Castilla, and it's one that plays a lot like uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. It started out as a freeware game, and there's a uh, upgraded version of it that's really good. So I think
0: it's on Steam. It might be on PS4. Yeah, I just typed it in Amazon. It's showing PS4 digital codes. And yeah, check that
1: game out because. it's almost like an updated version of Goals and Ghosts, and it looks super solid. Okay, you have to do that, that does look. Oh wow, yeah, you're right. It's by the same people who brought out Hydor, uh, which is a really cool take on Gradius. <laughs> it's, like... it's like, and uh, same guys who did like uh, I think it was like almost like a Greek god version of Castlevania.
0: Wow, I mean, this looks a lot like that game. <laughs> yeah, but you oh, notice wow. how like
1: they improved like the power-ups and. Um, there's boomerangs and stuff, but yeah, oh, wow. definitely an
0: homage or a ripoff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that looks really cool. Uh, I
1: would so I mean, you could say really ripoff, really cool. but this day and age, especially like when it's an indie update, we'll just say an homage. That's awesome. And you know they've in- tightened up the cont- controls and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm loving indie games. Uh, that's like I play those on the Switch as much as I do. You know your your big Triple A games, whatever you call them. Very cool. I'll check it out. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, let's ask the big question here. Is this game a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? And Moby. This is a Jim Jones gym? This is a Jim Jones gym. <laughs> he, he needs his own segment. <laughs> um, on MobyGames.com, the critic review. Came in at an 85 out of 100. I actually thought that was a little. I, I thought it'd be higher than that. To be honest with you, I thought that'd be more in the mid. You it know, probably the, just rage quit before they could get far enough through. Probably. Um, did see I, and I love seeing uh, EGM, of course, Electronic Gaming Monthly, actually reviewed this game back in 1989. And the little headline said, uh, "The best game for the Genesis so far." Of course, that was 1989. Uh, awesome graphics and super detailed characters combined with great gameplay make this one makes this one of the best all-around games i've played on any machine i thought that was really cool and our uh, listeners had a lot to say about this game we'll go into that now um so if you guys want to give any feedback we always ask you listeners if you think it's a gem if it's good or if it's garbage and you can do that by joining our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash and the first comment comes from timmy mack and timmy says even with this legendary difficulty it's an absolute gem colorful graphics, and great music. Classic Capcom. Adam Miller says it's an absolute gem. Anyone can tell that from the moment you load it up, and that music starts playing. After that, it just gets more intense until the end. A worthwhile game for anyone with a curse to tackle it. Steven Dixon says gem. Matt Daly says total gem. Got it the day I got my Genesis and played it like crazy. Uh, Steven Patterson said superb version of a classic game. Uh, Marlon Popichet. Did I say that right? Popichet? Yeah. Popichet. pop. (laughs) I'm going to have to get like an index of all these names. I keep doing awful one. Make a drive profile on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. Absolute gem. Uh, Brian Bowen says, in December of 89, I sold my NES and all my games so I could run out and buy the Genesis with Alter Beast. Packed in. Got that sucker home quick and played through Alter Beast pretty fast. It was awesome, but I have to say I was disappointed it was over so soon. I definitely needed another game soon after that i picked up this gym yes definitely a gym and man i was in love i'd played ghouls and ghosts a couple times in the arcade and i was so excited to have it at home and i was not disappointed i think i spent the first 20 minutes just listening to all the music in the sound test i was so impressed with the quality compared to what the nes could do i played that game to death and even beat it within a couple weeks having to go through the whole game twice was a surprise for sure but i stuck with it and conquered that last boss haven't beat it since then, but it's still a game I go back to now and then. A classic for sure. Uh, Rodney Clark. Rodney Clark says, "Jim, 100%. Was this a launch title? Because this came out early, and I haven't listened to the episode yet. So, Rodney, mm-hmm. was, it was not a launch title, but it was very, very uh, early in the lifespan of the Genesis." Um, Douglas DeLucky Jr. says, "Woo!" I don't know if that's like a Ric Flair woo, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, Mario Guerra Guerra. I think they call him Super Mario and some of the other uh, Sega <laughs> Facebook pages. So I think maybe Rob called him that, but it says, a It's a gem. One of the first 16-bit games i played. Uh, Andrew Cohen says, No surprise here, but I agree this game is a gem. I've never beat it, but it is one that never seems to age. We need to start getting you guys some garbage to review, or the last year or two of this podcast is going to be a chore. Oh, Agreed. (laughs) trust me there's garbage agreed andrew uh there's a landfill of sega games yeah there is Uh, anthony pig says definitely a gem a diamond actually since it's so hard trevor franklin says i admit most of my experience is with the snes version but i played enough to say it's a very tough gem jackson sanal says not only a gem but one of the most classic sega genesis games ever oh wow Uh, eric Purcell says this one is a mega gem it's an undisputed champion of Jim, and don't you forget it. Uh, Jared Adams says, totally a Jim Jones Jim. Can always play this game, even if I'm not good at it. But it's fun to play in all its forms. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff says, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. It's hard, but a great game. Jim. <laughs> uh, Stephen Michael says, it's almost Nintendo hard. Jim. Jim Jones. Were
1: you going to say that's what she said? <laughs> no, no, no.
0: <laughs> he actually he said something else. I just won't repeat that. It was teetering, teetering on family-friendly. Um, <laughs> Brody Petal says, Not only a gem, this is the top game you have covered so far. Yes, even better than Sonic 2. Also, the first clear example that Genesis does what Nintendo not with its disappointing uh, running at 5 frames per second. <laughs> uh, Adam Miller said, I wouldn't say it's the best game that they have done, but it's darn well up there. Uh, Dom Reno says, A gem, and the art on the cover is so B.A., I- Editing that too. Uh, John Wedgford says Mega Jim. Uh, Kevin Edwards says all-time Sega Gym. Anyone who disagrees needs a throat punch. <laughs> I played through with headphones on a Model 1 when it was new. Took a few attempts. Definitely one of the best for Sega. Uh, Monty Singleton says Jim, A perfect game, bringing arcade-perfect action into the home. And the last one here, guys. John Simmons says very good, but very hard. So listeners, this is where the call actually dropped off, so we have separate segments we're going to be playing now, so if anything sounds funny or kinda weirdly segmented, that's because the Skype call failed. My internet gave out at this point, and we'll be inserting our final thoughts now.
2: So is Ghouls and Ghosts for the Sega Genesis a gem? Hmm. Without much thought and hesitation, I'm going to go ahead and say yes game has it all i mean for an early uh, genesis title i mean it had excellent graphics you had uh near you know arcade quality sound and graphics and gameplay which at that time was kind of a hard thing i mean if you look at some of the earlier uh games released that were trying to be arcade ports you know they kind of missed the mark and this one nailed it or snailed it as nick would say uh but i mean everything from the play control you know being crisp to the to the catchy you know we talked about organ style music the gothic kind of music uh even the character design i mean you you don't forget the characters in this game especially the bosses, like the uh the beheading ogre as i called him in the first level that kind of pulls his head off and puts it on his hand and and shoots fireballs at you i mean stuff like that's really really cool to me um and arthur i mean he's he's just you know a normal guy who has a suit of armor apparently the world's worst suit of armor because it takes one hit and shatters to pieces but you know that's that's neither here nor there that's just that's just part of the game the uh the challenge aspect of the game love that i mean normally when you make a mistake in this game it's your fault for either not jumping soon enough or not firing quick enough or not getting out of the way i know um I had to mix up strategies on several enemies, especially the firebrands, just because their their patterns are kind of unpredictable, and you know the whole time you're sitting there like, should I defend and try to dodge him, or should I just try to go ahead and end him and, and fill him full of uh, full of lances or daggers? Which you know, daggers awesome, awesome way to uh, to play the game, in my opinion. Uh, which is another thing I want to touch on is the weapon system. The weapon system is very unique for a game at this time you know ghosts and goblins did it and then you have this and that can you know that can determine the the way you play the game it can change it up uh you know if you're into the daggers or if you're into the lances the the fireball which i wouldn't recommend uh it just it just changes the way you play the game and can make it you know a little bit more difficult or a little bit more easy depending on how you play so there's there's playstyle, you know, differences that you can do depending on what weapon you get. Overall, I mean, it's just a, it's just a good solid, I guess you could call it a run and gun, like we've talked about, run and gun platform hybrid game that I would call a gem. Now as far as the ranking, I would rank this game oh gosh. Uh I would rank it in the top 15. I'd say probably, I'd probably say 16 or 17 on my list. You know, right there with uh, Phileos and the Revenge of Shinobi. I mean, it's, it's one of those games that I feel that if you have a Sega Genesis and you don't have it, you need to do yourself a favor and get it. I mean, it can run a little bit high, you know, cart instructions and box and everything. But, I mean, you could do... What I did, I just got the, the cart when I started out for, you know, $10, and, you know, eventually bought the case and the instructions, you know, separately in separate auctions, so I mean, there's always that possibility too, but Ghouls and Ghosts, I'm I'm going to have to give it a gem rating and at least a, a 16 or 17, definitely top 20, you know, uh, video game on the Genesis Gems uh, ranking sheet, so... That's all I've got to say about that. Yeah. Hey,
1: listeners, this is Aaron from the Genesis Gems podcast. And uh, we kind of had a snafu last time we recorded. Nick's internet went down. I think he did that on purpose, but that's okay. I am here to give you my feedback, my recommendation, my wholehearted recommendation of ghouls and ghosts not super ghouls and ghosts not talking about that game that's on the rival system uh we're talking about ghouls and ghosts and um i think if if you're listening to the show of course it's pretty easy to tell that we all pretty much liked ghouls and ghosts quite a bit on the sega genesis um and personally i think it's totally a gem i think uh, especially for 1989 which it came out there really wasn't too much competition for the game. I think it came out in 88 in the arcade, ported to the Sega Genesis in 89, kind of like uh, Golden Axe. So you had some really top-tier arcade conversions from Sega going on there. And I think it's right up there with Golden Axe as far as stellar conversions. I think uh, Sega just did such a phenomenal job of nailing the feel of the arcade game. I think the variety of the game is impressive, especially for that time considering the the Sega Genesis had only been on the market for about a year, if that. Um, I don't even think it had been on the market for a whole year by that point when that game dropped. So, you know, you had really colorful graphics, great use of, uh, you know, great sprites and detail, everything is very detailed. Uh, the variety of the environments and the enemy types, and uh, you know just the difficulty. This was the <laughs> Dark Souls before there was a Dark Souls, pretty much. So it's just a, a phenomenal game with a great soundtrack uh, from a a great developer and a great conversion from Sega. So it gets the gem from me. And uh, besides that, I wanted to let you guys know I do have something upcoming. So, I did announce it, after we recorded the last bit of the show, I announced it online. Basically, there's a a new project I'm a part of called FM Possible 2, which will collect two tracks from uh, notable composers, such as uh, my my good friends, uh, these are Sega Genesis composers, Dread, The Dead... Cosmo BG, Game Genie Sokolov, you've got Laz, you've got Drexigar, and you have myself. And uh, we're all combining forces to uh, release a compilation of brand new Sega Genesis and FM music on the Cheap Beats label. And uh, I will give you more details as they come along, but the music is done. We're just getting the artwork finished, and that should be out I believe by March 5th. So stay tuned for that guys. And
0: thank you so much for listening to Genesis Gems. So guys we'll be laying the gavel down here. We'll be calling ghouls and ghosts a gem. So again, sorry for the technical difficulties on this last episode. We hope you stick with us and hope to catch you all later.